grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. During the season of Epiphany that, that we're in now, the scripture readings, especially the gospel, are, are of events in the early ministry of Jesus, including events with John the Baptizer. Last Sunday was the baptism of Jesus, and this Sunday we have John the Baptizer in here again. Now John is known for his wild fashion and his strange diet and baptizing in the wilderness, and, and of course, He's known for baptizing Jesus. But there's a little lesser known event that happens with John the baptizer, and we heard it today. And it, and it happens twice, actually, in the, in the gospel reading, when he points to Jesus and he says, look, the Lamb of God. Now, I like behold better, so I'm going to go back and forth between look and behold here probably, but... Why is this significant? Why is this, look, the Lamb of God. Why is that significant? Why a lamb? What makes a lamb so significant that John points out and compares Jesus to? Well, in Jewish history, it's quite significant because it involves their festival called Passover. When the Israelites were in slavery in Egypt, it takes place in the book of Exodus, you know, in you know, the movies, the Prince of Egypt and the Ten Commandments and all that, they have that story, but it was a story of God delivering his people, the Israelites, out of slavery. I'm going to paraphrase part of Exodus chapter 12 that has to do with this Passover. God said, Take an unblemished lamb, slaughter it, and put some of the blood on the sides and top of the doorposts. I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn. The blood will be a sign. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No death will touch you. Maybe a familiar story there, that the Passover. And the Israelites did this. They took the blood of a lamb and they put it on their doorpost and death passed over them. Now, the lambs that they used to get this blood out of, okay, they, they, they didn't just toss them on a carcass pile after they were done with them. No, they, they, they cooked them and ate them. Okay, so it wasn't this like total waste thing here with these lambs. But this, this Jewish event is carried over into Jesus' time. And Jewish people still celebrate Passover today, but, but not with blood on their doors, okay? But why a lamb? Well, to the, to the Israelite people, sheep at that time, at the time of Moses and the Exodus, were very valuable. Okay, they were money. Sheep and lambs were a sign of wealth. So a lamb was a fitting sacrifice to God coming out of, their, out of their wealth. Especially when it was an unblemished, spotless, and seemingly innocent little lamb. A lamb was a very valuable thing to give up in their culture. And the Egyptians, they also valued sheep. And they depended on sheep for food and clothing, but even more so, the Egyptians worshipped animals including sheep 
as one of their gods or, or goddesses. So why a lamb to these, to these slaves, these Israelite slaves? Why a lamb? Well, that was the price to pay for buying them out of slavery. It took a sacrifice. It took blood. It took death. The lamb's blood caused death to pass over the people who had this blood on their, on their doorposts. And sacrificing a lamb, again, was valuable. An unblemished, spotless, innocent lamb had to die so that death would pass over them. And sacrificing a lamb also destroyed the idea that these Egyptian gods had any power. And this would set the standard then of the cost to buy people from their sin. Now, especially when we, when we look at John the baptizer here, who some 1,500 years after the Exodus event, after the slavery of the Israelites, for him to point out to Jesus, look, the Lamb of God. To the Hebrews or the Jewish people, that would always remind them of Passover and the Passover lamb and their delivery from slavery. But what does it mean for us today? What does this lamb of God mean for us today? Well, we too, we're in slavery. We're slaves to sin. And we need to be freed from that because we can't free ourselves from that slavery. It's a slavery of sin, and it's a slavery to death. Yeah, we're slaves to sin. Because try as we may, we're not free from our thoughts, our words, or our deeds that go against God's law. We're slaves to lying and cheating and just over general overall selfishness. know what your sins are that particularly enslave you, ones that are difficult for you to avoid or to not fall into temptation to. None of us are unblemished or spotless or innocent. We, we, we can't make ourselves that way. We're, we're stuck. We're slaves. And we need to be freed from it. But there's a price to pay for it. Just like the slaves in, in, in Egypt, the Israelites, there was a price to pay for their freedom. A sacrifice had to be made. And this is what John the baptizer has in mind when he points to Jesus and says, look, the Lamb of God. And then follows it with the all-important part of it, who takes away the sin of the world that's why Jesus has come. That's why Jesus is standing there at the Jordan River to be baptized by John. He's come to take away the sin of the world. To take away your sin and mine. He's come to pay that 
price and to be the unblemished, spotless, innocent lamb who will be sacrificed for our freedom to have his blood shed and to free us from sin and from death. Now it seems like a compliment of sorts for John the baptizer to, to point at Jesus and call him the Lamb of God. But really, it's a death sentence because lambs are sacrificed. Lambs die for the sake of others. Lambs die so that death will pass over them. The Lamb of God dies to take away the sin of the world. And not just the sin of the world, but your sins. All of them. Big sins, little sins, habitual sins, secret sins, sins that you don't even want to think about, much less, much less mention. Sins that show your weakness and your brokenness. Sins that burden your conscience and weigh heavy on your heart. Yeah, sins can be that bad. Your sins are that bad. And proof of that is that people are hurt by sin. Lives are destroyed by sin. Worse, and even worse, sin causes death. Romans chapter 6 says, the wages of sin is death. That's it. Sin causes death. And so the Lamb of God comes and dies a horrible death by being nailed to a cross to take away sin, to take away your sins. So when you look at the cross, whenever you look at the cross and you, and you think of death by crucifixion, when we do that, we see just how bad sin is. That this is what this person, Jesus, has to do for us. When we look at the cross, we look at the sacrificed lamb of God. We, we, we look at his blood, not, not spread on doorposts, but, but flowing down a cross. That's how bad sin is. That's how bad your sin is. But when you also, when you look at the, the, the sacrifice lamb on the cross, we also see how good and gracious and merciful God is. Because this is happening for our sake, out of his love for us. When we, when we look at the, the lamb of God on the cross, we see it sacrificed for us we see an unblemished spotless innocent lamb of God giving his body and blood giving his life and dying for you when you look at the cross you can look at that you can say look the lamb of God who takes away the sin of and fill in your name yeah, Jesus dies to take away the sin of the world, but he comes to take away your sins. And even more so, 
come to give life. Yeah, Romans 6 says the wages of sin is death, but it also goes on to say that the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away sin and gives life. Again, in the Passover idea, the blood of the Lamb causes death to pass over. And now, the blood of the Lamb, not on the doorpost, but on the cross, because of that, death passes over you and gives you life, eternal life. And Jesus can do this because he lives. Because unlike the Passover lambs, unlike the animal, Jesus was thrown onto a carcass pile. Jesus was put in a tomb, buried and shut, and he rose again. The sacrificed lamb of God lives and destroys death. This is what Jesus does in his, in his death and his resurrection. It doesn't even cause you know, sins to be taken away. He causes death to be completely passed over and destroyed. Jesus, the Lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world, and he takes away death too. Yeah, there's going to be our physical death one day, but we go on. We live forever, just like him, the Lamb of God who died but rose again. I know that there can be, there can be hesitancy about this whole lamb thing. It, it, it's not a comfortable thing to think about God requiring a lamb to die for this stuff to happen and its blood put on a doorpost and then to think that God wants this out of his son. I mean, what kind of a God does that? Wants lambs killed and wants his son killed. Is this really necessary? I mean, sacrificing something so innocent and all that. Is this really what God wants? And when I think about that, I, I think of a story um, that um, Craig Way. You guys know who Craig Way is? He's the voice of the Longhorns on, 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 the, on the radio broadcast, Craig Way. I think he's still doing it anyway. Well, on a radio program, he told a story when he was a young journalist. I'm just getting into the business here. And in fact, I, I even asked him if I could use this story in a sermon, and he said yes. Um, he tells a story about when he had to cover a tiebreaker between four Texas high school football teams who had, who had similar records, and only one of them could go on to the playoffs, okay? And if you, if you didn't know this, when high school football teams are tied to go into the playoffs, they determine who goes by a coin toss. Did you know that? <laughs> I mean, they, they, the coaches of the teams that have the, the similar record, they meet at a neutral location, and they have an official there who flips a coin, and they just, that, that decides who's going to go on to the playoffs. And these four coaches and Mr. Way and an official, they met at a truck stop restaurant early one Saturday morning. And the official tossed the coin, and it hit the ground, and it rolled several tables away on the ground, and all four coaches hit the floor, 
chasing after this coin to see what it was because this determined the rest of their season, okay? And they're all four on the floor crawling under a table to see this coin. And Mr. Way recalls thinking to himself, after so many hours of sweating in two-a-day practices, lifting weights, going to camps, preparing game plans, watching game films, checking stats, scouting teams, keeping players eligible, going to pep rallies, booster club meetings, and selling candy bars. After all of that, is this what it comes down to to extend the season? Four grown men in warm-up suits on a truck stop restaurant floor, crawling under a table to look at a coin while other people there eat pancakes. Is this what it comes down to? Really? Well, in Texas high school football, the answer is, yeah, pretty much. Now, is this what it came down to years ago to free the Israelite people from slavery? A lamb? Really? A lamb? A lamb's blood? Is that what it comes down to? And the answer is, yeah, pretty much. And today, is this what it comes down to for the forgiveness of the sins of the world? A lamb? Really? A lamb's blood? The lamb of God's blood? Is this what it comes down to? Yeah? Very much. That's what it comes down to for us is the death of something unblemished, spotless, and innocent because our sin is that bad. We're that much in slavery to sin and death and unable to get ourselves out of it, and that's what it comes down to to get it done. A lamb. The lamb of God. His blood for our forgiveness our freedom from the slavery to sin and death. It comes down to him because he's the only one that can do it. The only lamb that's unblemished and spotless enough to do that is Jesus. Because we can't do it. We need that lamb. We need that blood. We need him to take away the sin of the world because we're stuck in it. And that's what it comes down to. And we praise God for that. This is what it comes down to. Not because he's a God who just wants to kill something, because he loves us that much and is willing to make the sacrifice of himself and use his blood, his life, his sacrifice to take away your sin and to give life. We praise God for that. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
Amen.